0: Duval, welcome in to Believe in Jaguars. I'm Jordan DeLugo, joined by former Jaguars tight end Clay Harbor. It's an exciting time in Duval right now. We're all aware of that. A lot of good things going on with the Jaguars, but we would be remiss if we didn't start this show just talking a little bit about what's happened around the league the last day, last 24 hours or so with what happened to DeMar Hamlin on the field what happened to Uche Noeri, Mm -hmm. former Jaguars offensive lineman, a guy who started a ton of games for the Jaguars. Um, You know, I could sit here and talk about both of these things. You know, I I was a fan of the team at the time Uche was playing, you know, all that. And and I scouted DeMar Hamlin. I'm a big fan of who he is. But you're a former NFL player, Clay. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't let you guide this conversation when it comes to losing Uche and the DeMar Hamlin situation as well.
1: Yeah, man, a tough day for, for this football NFL family, you know, as a retired player, I still feel connected to, you know, even the current players such as DeMar Hamlin and obviously Uche. I played with Uche for, for two, three years in Jacksonville and our lockers were right across from each other. We had a lot of great conversations over the years and, just want to say my prayers are out to Uche's family. Uche was a, was a great guy. He was a great player. Physical guy. Loved taking the field with him. Was just a guy that brought it every day in practice. You know, he knew Uche was going to be there. He was going to do his job. You know, look across in the huddle. He was just a guy you could depend on. A physical guy. Def- defensive lineman didn't like to go against Uche. They knew this guy was going to bring it play after play. Even when we weren't having success as a team. Uche was one of those guys. You he said, hey. Like, this guy's going to bring it. He does a good job. He gets his job done. But besides that, besides him being a good football player, which he was, he was just a great guy. He was a cerebral guy. I mean, we would have talks about politics, about the world, how to, how to change things, make things better. He was just a very opinionated guy. I always remember him and Brad Meester, you know, having convos and political talks and just, just trying to figure out ways to, to, to better the community and things like that, and, you know, of late, me and Uche, we followed each other on Twitter, and uh, we would send each other messages and, you know, talking about the Jags and, and, you know, just where we think this team's heading and how we were excited to to see the teams, you know, actually moving forward and looking good, and it's, you know, it's really heartbreaking, and it puts things into perspective, man, you got to live life to the fullest and enjoy, you know, enjoy your loved ones, enjoy every day, because a guy like Uche, you know, obviously made a great living. He's thirty eight years old and you know, next day next thing you know, he's you know, he's just not here anymore. So it's just very unfortunate and heartbreaking. And um obviously with the Damar Hamlin situation, I don't know him personally. I got some friends that know him. Everybody that I've talked to said he is just an amazing young man, you know, hard working kid that just goes in week in and week out and gets his you know, gets his job done. I all I know about him is he was Late round pick. He played himself into a good position to be a big part of this team. And that says something about him right there. Hard-working guy. And for me yesterday, watching this game, I get a little bit emotional because I remember how, how tough it was for my mom to watch watch my games. I a guy who had nine surgeries. You know, I got injured a lot. And it, it wore on her to see me down on the field, even though I'm okay, but just my body's hurting. And just thinking about his family, his mom, significant other, it was hard. And just to know how my mom felt, I'm glad that his mom was there and able to get in the ambulance with him, with her son. And to see him down getting CPR on the field was tough. I think the NFL made the right decision to suspend the game. I think it maybe took a little bit too long, but overall, they did make the right decision. And there's no way those guys could have played after that, Jordan. Impossible. You have to have a certain mindset to play this game of football. You have to be focused. You have to be. Not even the physical aspect, where you have to be warm and ready to go. You mentally, these guys are like your brothers. You spend more time with your teammates during the season than you do your family. That is literally a family member. There's no way they could have finished that game. I don't see how they play another game until they know that this guy's okay. I mean, and once they, you know, they start getting more information that comes out, they're going to be going to visit him. I, I heard some of them are staying in the area, even though they're flying home, staying in the area to make sure that he's okay. So all we can do right now is just wait and see and send our thoughts and prayers to, to his family, to Uche's family. And, you know, I know it, it puts a lot of things in perspective for a lot of us. This is our livelihood, the players, are jobs, but at the end of the day it's a game. And the most important thing is, is, you know, safety and well being. So we'll, we'll send our thoughts and prayers out for that.
0: Yeah. Two very different situations, obviously, as you said, thoughts and prayers out to, everyone involved, you know, to Damar, his family, his friends, teammates, all that. And then Uche, his family, friends, former teammates, such as yourself. I just, I can't imagine losing, you know, uh, someone who you you're just playing football with a few years back and, and now they're, they're not here anymore. So it's just really, really heartbreaking stuff. And, you know, he's a great person off the field talking about Uche. So was, so is Demar. I mean, Demar is beloved, um, scouted him coming out of pit, uh, really, really energetic, fun, young guy went to the senior bowl, did really well at the senior bowl, acquitted himself well, like on the practice field and just talking to coaches and scouts and, uh, and media. And he's done great things since being in Buffalo as a teammate and as a friend and it's heartbreaking for him, and you just pray that he can recover. Uh, that, that's I, And I don't want to get into all the different medical stuff that we could talk about and speculate on. Like, we're not doctors. We, we've I've talked to doctors about it. It seems like it's still just very unclear how things are going to progress with DeMar, so I don't want to speculate about that. Um, but it's just crazy crazy 24 hours and like you said it makes you it puts things in perspective it makes you really want to value all your time and all your time with your loved ones and your friends and it's just a shame I hate that we're having to talk about it right now
1: yeah it's a it's a tough one man
0: yeah so um you know we were talking about Uche off the field Uche on the field he started 92 games for the Jaguars. Wow. 92 games. Was in 104 games total from 2007 to 2013 for the Jags. I mean, not everyone um, that's a fan now was a fan then. You know, there's young people that are fans. There's people that have become fans since then. This was a guy that meant to a, a lot to that franchise in a time where the franchise wasn't really at its best, right? 2007 yeah. to 2013, he was there for the 2007 playoff run. But outside of that, um, this was a good player on a lot of, you know, not great teams for the Jaguars from 08 to 13.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's so, a guy uh, you could just – he's a dependable guy. He's a physical player. He's a guy that, I mean, you knew in the trenches, inside drill, nine on seven. You know, Uche was a tough SOB. And he's, he, that's the type of guy you like to play with. You're in the huddle. You knew Uche. He's got an injury. He's in the training room. You're like, okay, is this guy going to play? All of a sudden, Uche's on the field. <laughs> okay, how'd this guy end up coming out and playing? You know, he could barely, you know, he's struggling to, to walk. And next thing you know, he's on the field. and He's getting his job done. And it was just it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to be around. You know, a guy that just was a cerebral, intelligent, intellectual guy. And I think in in football players, sometimes you miss it. His exterior, you see this six four, three hundred twenty pound, you know, black dude with dreads, and you kind of miss the fact that he's just an intellectual guy that just always had his ear to the to the everything going on around him, his community, and it was a guy that that was just smart and a, a fun guy to con converse with and. I I had a lot of good memories with Uche, you know, coming in 2012, 2013, one of the first guys I met. You know, you don't know anybody. Hey, man, you know, one of the first – hey, I'm, I'm Uche. And, hey, nice to meet you, man. I'm Clay. And our lockers are directly across from ours and always had a good time, good interaction with him. He's a good dude, a true professional, and, you know, I, I know he will be missed. He's a guy that followed the Jags, too. Like, he followed mm-hmm. the – I mean, you look, he always tweeting about it. He was always talking. You know, we'd message – and uh, I was a guy that liked to follow, follow the team, follow the Jag. So, I mean, it's, it's unfortunate and, you know, he'll be missed.
0: Yeah, I know we've had some interactions together on Twitter. And I know a lot of Jaguar, just, you know, people that cover the team, fans of the team have had interactions with him. And so that probably made it even more personal for a lot of people. Um, and like we said, you know, thoughts and prayers out to his family, friends, former teammates, yourself, um, unbelievable. But rest in peace, Uche Nweri. Um and Damar and Hamlin. Get well soon. You know, just prayers, thoughts and prayers. But um, we do have a job to do here. We do have to talk some Jaguars football, right? Um, some week 17, some week 18, some big picture stuff here. As I mentioned, it's it's an amazing time right now to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, um, you know, barring what has happened with Uche and and Demar. Unbelievable time to be a Jaguars fan. Four straight wins for the Jaguars. It's another Victory Tuesday here. The fourth straight Victory Tuesday we've had in Jacksonville. Again, the Jaguars have won four straight. They snapped a nine-game losing streak to the Houston Texans uh, this past Sunday. On, wow. on the first day of the year, uh, they stayed atop the AFC South. The Titans continue to to plummet, and we all know the AFC South title game is this Saturday, primetime, time, eight fifteen PM, TIAA Bank Field, Jaguars Titans, winner takes all in the AFC South crown.
1: Man, you can't ask for more than that. And as a you know, as a Jaguars fan, and obviously a former. Jaguars player I mean it is it is exciting it is great to see the team in this situation you have a home game for the opportunity to go to the playoffs and I don't want to you know counter chickens before they hatch man but I am just excited for the prospect of this because I think you know if they get there when they get there I think the Jaguars can make some noise I don't think they're a team that is just trying to get to the playoffs to get to the playoffs I honestly believe that they think, and they believe in Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence. They think if they get to the playoffs, they can win a game. They can win two games. So I'm not going to go further than that because obviously we got to focus on the game at hand, but I'm really excited because if they can do what I think they can, they can win this game against Josh Dobbs, Trevor Lawrence versus Josh Dobbs. I think they got to be, they got to be excited that this is the prospect they had coming into the season. If you told me the Jaguars were going to have an opportunity to win this division end of the year, and it was going to be a game at home in Jacksonville, Florida, Trevor Lawrence playing as Josh Dobbs, winner goes to the playoffs. I would have taken that 10 times out of 10. So I'm excited to think that this is a possibility. They can make this run, make the playoffs and then, anything
0: can happen yeah when you look at a lot of the teams throughout history that have gotten in as a wild card and made a run it's usually a team that gets hot at the end of the season that ha- there you go that has a young quarterback um and that's exactly what the Jaguars are they're four and0 over the last month uh, they have an opportunity to get to five and0 against the Tennessee Titans and it's not just the fact that Josh Dobbs is their starting quarterback who shout out to Josh Jobs. He spent a little time here in Jacksonville as a, he's a rocket scientist and a quarterback. So, interesting story for him certainly and wasn't even on their team 3 weeks ago. Now he's starting in a division title game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Life comes at you fast.
0: Yeah, so but it's not even just the fact that Josh Jobs is playing. Look, Tennessee Titans, they're reeling. Uh, whether it was Josh Dobbs playing or Ryan Tannehill or Malik Willis, they're reeling and and uh, they have a, a shoddy offensive line. They do not have pass catchers that scare you. And their defense has been heavily, uh, heavily injured. Like they've lost a lot of players on that side of the ball. They're not the team that you expect the Tennessee Titans to be. Now, the one thing they still have is they have a really good head coach in Mike Vrabel and they have Derrick Henry. And so that's the one thing you can't let beat you is Derrick Henry. And if you don't let Derrick Henry beat you, there's no reason the Jaguars should, should have uh, even a close game in this one, quite honestly. Um, it shouldn't be. And I know the Titans are tough, but again, they do not have a quality offensive line. They do not have quality pass catchers. They do not have a quality quarterback, and their defense is heavily injured. Like this team, you can say count your, chick- your, your chickens before they hatch, between me and you like what we do is going to have no impact on this game right you can't have the team counting their chickens before they hatch right but um there's absolutely no reason for this to be a close game
1: derrick henry i mean like i mean derrick henry's out what isn't 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 derrick henry questionable right now uh
0: Maybe questionable. I think that they rested him for the last game to get him ready for this one. I expect Derrick Henry to be fully, fully full go on this one.
1: Yeah. They were kind of just resting him. Okay. I'm. I'm yeah. yeah. I'm a little bit, I just looking at the last game, seeing that Derrick Henry didn't play. I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I think that but. they rested a lot of players to kind of look at this week 18 matchup as a, as what it is, the AFC South championship. Yeah. So yeah. yeah um, heavily injured team, team that's underperforming in a big way. There's no reason the Jaguars really should have a tough time with the Titans, in my opinion, uh, outside of Derrick Henry. And you saw what they were able to do with Derrick Henry um, in the last contest after he had a pretty big first quarter. They shut him down. The way you're able to do that is you don't have to respect the receivers. You just don't. Outside of Traylon
1: Burks, there's not much there.
0: Yeah, you dare them to throw the ball, um, and you just load up the box and you play the run, and, and that's how you, that's what you do right now against the Tennessee Titans, um, and I think you'll you'll do just fine in that regard uh, with the way the Jaguars defense is playing with with the ma- the the matchups that they have. I think they showed they can do it earlier this year, a few weeks back, about five weeks ago, and I think that they should be able to do it again this this upcoming Sunday, um, but taking a step back we haven't been able to talk about the win over the Texans. My biggest takeaway from it was that the Jaguars won 31 to three, despite not playing anywhere close to their, their peak. I think that's huge to be able to win football games convincingly, regardless of who you're playing, to be able to win football games convincingly, convincingly while not playing your best is really impressive. In my opinion, in this league and we can talk about how bad the Texans are, but, the fact of the matter is that was a team that just beat the Titans and they had just taken the Cowboys and the Chiefs to the brink. The Jaguars went into their stadium and beat them down 31 to 3 to break a nine-game losing streak to the Texans.
1: Absolutely huge game for for the Jags to to break that nine-game losing streak and it's always tough going into Houston and winning games. I you know when I was there, I don't think we ever did it, which is unfortunate, but you know, I think there are some good things that happened there. You saw Travis Etienne, how explosive he is, and how he's a guy that can just show that he's a superstar now. Travis Etienne is legit. I think I think he's a top five running back in this league right now. I know you know he's top five in yards per carries, eighth in yards. He's a top five running back in my opinion. Travis Etienne is explosive. His first step, he can catch the football. He can run the football. He's a guy that wasn't even a starter at the beginning of the year. He, he was didn't play last year because he had a Liz Frank injury, which is a serious injury. For him to come back and be able to do what he's able to do now is very impressive. And outside of Trevor and Doug, I think he's right up there with, you know, the next guy. That's one of the main reasons this Jaguars team has become what they've become is it just brings a whole new element to your team with his explosiveness. It's good to see Christian Kirk go over 1,000 yards in the season. You know, he only had a couple catches, but hey, he's over a thousand yards. I think that's a big, mm-hmm. you know, he people criticizing Kirk coming in, he overpaid. He's just been a consistent guy. He didn't hear any of the noise. He's just been a consistent route runner. He's had a couple drops here and there, but for the most part, cons- consistent pass catcher and has been their most consistent wide receiver. And I think that was a great move. I think Kirk has shown that he's done a good job. It's good to see him go over a thousand yards. It was good to get Marvin Jones, six catches. You know, get him involved. Now you got Zay Jones playing well. You got Kirk. Did have well. a drop. Yeah.
0: So he's, he's been dropping he's it a lot.
1: He's been dropping it a lot. And, you know, like, you're getting Marvin going.
0: You see him as like a guy who, at, in certain games, looks like a legitimate wide receiver, one, but in other games, it looks like you don't even really want him on the field. And I know Zay takes a ton of pride in his work, he's incredibly hardworking seen him work during the summer and um he gets after it but yeah i've been thinking about it like do i want him to be the jaguars wide receiver three in 2022 right now he's their wide receiver two in my opinion behind christian kirk next year they're gonna have calvin ridley do you want him to be the wide receiver three i don't know it's tough for me because he makes incredible plays he has games where he looks like an all-star And then he has games where it looks like you don't feel comfortable throwing him the ball at all.
1: Yeah, that's tough. But a wide receiver three, I think he's got a lot of upside. If he could just be more consistent. Because for that wide receiver three, you don't need the guy to be too – you just need to be consistent. Listen, when the ball comes – Depending on what you you
0: have with the rest of your team, in my opinion.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I like Zay, but he's just got to catch the ball. He's got to do a better job. Of catch- and this guy's a guy who had the career um, record for receptions in the NCAA in college. So that's why it's it's surprising that he is he is dropping a lot of these balls. And, and I don't know, but you bring Calvin Ridley them, in there.
0: They're not really like tight window. They're not real difficult catches. Um, lack of focus. Which is just so strange. He seems locked in. I don't know. Um
1: yeah.
0: But that'll be something in my opinion to watch throughout, you know, the rest of this year how is they performing and into the 2023 offseason. The good news though, however in my opinion is, you do have Marvin Jones. You do have Christian Kirk. Uh you do have yeah. Trevor Lawrence who's going to find whoever's Evan Ingram. I mean, you have other options, right? So I'm not sitting yeah. here and trying to bury this offense and say because Zay Jones is the wide receiver too, this isn't going to be an offense that can compete in the playoffs or anything like that not saying that at all i'm just saying the consistency is a bit frustrating there um from zay jones and he had another just easy drop this past weekend so uh will he be a hot hand in the playoff hopefully if you get him playing at his peak during a playoff game you're gonna win that game
1: i know that's just you don't like that uh that if though and then you saw another there's not couple routes there that him and trevor weren't on the same page the, yeah. the seam route, Trevor overshot. He the interception. Zay Jones was gonna. Yeah, he thought Zay was gonna keep going. And yeah, Zay it was clearly it a down. miscommunication. So I don't know whose fault it was, but somebody they weren't on the right page there. So I mean, that's definitely yeah. something to look look at.
0: And that happens from time to time. You haven't seen that sort of thing a ton from this offense lately, so not overly concerning, but definitely something you want to go back and correct because you if you have an opportunity to avoid an interception, you want to do that, right? Like in the playoffs, Absolutely. that interception could be one of the most high leverage plays in the entire game.
1: Absolutely. And that's something Trevor Lawrence, I saw the stat, he had gone 265 passes without throwing interception. 185 of those have been road games. So I mean, that's an incredible stat that Trevor has gone that long without throwing interception. When you're a guy that's throwing the ball downfield, you're taking chances. He's not a guy that's just dinking and dunking. He's taking chances. He's throwing for yards. The fact that he had that streak of no interceptions has been very impressive. And that's why he's an elite quarterback. And he's not making these mistakes. And if you don't make these mistakes, got this offense, a explosive run game. You do got these weapons on the outside. Now your defense is playing better. That's why I guarantee you there is a number of teams, especially the Chargers and especially the Ravens that are going to be watching this game on Sunday and hoping and praying that the Titans somehow win the game. They do not want to see the Jaguars in the playoffs. They already lost to this team. And they see that the, the the streak this team has been on now, they do not want to see the Jaguars in this game. They know that their best chance of winning will be if the Titans beat the Jaguars. None of these teams want to see the Jaguars in the playoffs. They don't want to see Doug Peterson. They want to see Trevor Lawrence. They don't want to see Travis Etienne this improving defense they hope, I, I guarantee you, they're hoping that the Titans win.
0: Yeah, I agree with you 100%. We've got Murray here barking in the background, getting excited. He agrees. He He's agrees. fired up for this one. <laughs> <laughs> but um, for me, when you talk about Jaguars and the, the playoffs and maybe winning the division and hosting the Chargers or the Ravens and just getting into the playoffs as a whole, one of the things I'm most excited about for this team right now is how they're running the football. The last three weeks, they've gotten, I think, 160 yards, 150 yards, 140 yards on the ground in each game. Travis Etienne's been popping off. They've been running the ball more. I think that's a conscious decision by Doug Peterson, getting ready for playoff football.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I like this running this running room they got, too. You know it has been impressive to me? Jamichael Hasty. Yeah. I like this guy. This guy can catch the ball. He can run. He can spell Travis Etienne. He's still explosive. Jamichael Hasty is is an is a good player and I think he doesn't get the credit he deserves. I think this guy could be a player. Obviously he's not Travis Etienne, but I mean he's he's a good player and he's impressive. Like why well, would that's a guy I'd like to block for? If I'm a tight end, I'm saying, hey, this guy can get the job done too. He's gonna hit the hole, he's got good vision. He's got good agility. He's got good moves. It's a guy that can play. That's another weapon that they got.
0: And he was running with some power this past week. I don't know if he was uh, reading my tweets from a few months back or watching Believe in Jaguars where I was saying, you know, you want to get him the ball on the outside. But they've been running with him up the middle a little bit lately and finding some success. He was able to pick up a first down early in this one. And then also he ran really tough on the touchdown. He was breaking tackles to get into the end zone. As a smaller back, you love to see that. And then you also saw Snoop Connor doing the same thing, who obviously is more of a power back, a rookie for the Jaguars this year, that they traded up to get in a trade that netted them another fourth round pick for 2023. But uh, he hadn't gotten a lot of run yet this year. It's good to see him run him with power because that's why you drafted that guy for some explosive. Hey, nice yeah.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: I think Doug is trying to get that playoff mode going on where, you know, we can run the ball hard and we can throw the ball and you're gonna have a hell of a time trying to stop either one.
1: I think they got a great balance right now, and that's what you need. Going to the playoffs, you have a balanced team with an improving defense. I mean, this defense is looking pretty good. Foyer Luakun, every week he's just he's just getting better and better. And obviously, I know this guy led the league in tackles. He's leading the league this year in tackles, but I'm just so impressed with how this guy plays. He's not that big. He's just, he just knows how to play football. I mean, obviously you got the, you got the, you know, the cornerbacks and you know Darius Williams, I think has stepped up. He's a guy that you don't hear much oh, yeah. about because, you know, obviously on the other side, but I think he's stepped up. He's done a great job. And I mean, that's a guy that's, you know, done some good things. I think Cisco is another guy you don't hear about that. Obviously he had a ball hit off his forehead against the Texans. I'm like, I don't know how you don't intercept that. It literally almost should have got stuck in his face mask. Like, he's had a couple yo. like
0: that this year.
1: You've got to intercept that ball. But but overall, I mean, I'm impressed. And you see Josh Allen. Josh Allen with balling. He, he was getting – he's looking explosive. He's looking good at the right time. Roy Robertson Harris, he got some pressure on the quarterback. Overall, this defense is coming to life at the right time.
0: Yeah, it is, and I talked about um, talked about a couple of things. What could the Jaguars' record look like right now had they simply placed Darius Williams at outside cornerback in nickel to start the year? I mean, honestly, I don't want to talk
1: about it because <laughs> there are some games they wouldn't be the playing in a division games,
0: championship this weekend. Jeff- I can tell you that much.
1: No. There was some game. I mean, if you look at the, the record when Shaq Griffin goes out compared to now, I mean, a lot coincides with when, when that happened. So it's, you know, I don't want to say it's all, you know, based on that, but I mean, it's it's a big part of everything that's yeah, not uh, even, that's transpired.
0: Not even Shaq going down, but just like even after Shaq went down, they were still having Darius a in the nickel in the slot when they were in nickel packages until like three weeks ago and since then you've seen the jaguars defense just start locking teams down darius darius williams and tyson campbell against the texans they were targeted a combined nine times in coverage they gave up a total of 15 yards
1: no way i didn't know that's a good stat right there i mean that's that's crazy yeah that's unreal Wow, 15 uh, so targets for 15 yards?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and one yeah, penalty. Darius did pick up that one. I don't know if they called it holding or PI. It was close. I didn't think, was, I
1: mean, like he was holding like one arm out there. I didn't think that was a penalty. Usually they let that go. I thought that was a good job of him hiding the hole. And well, obviously that's, that's probably because I'm a little bit biased, but, you know, I, I thought that he did a good job. It wasn't like a big pull, a big hold, but, you know, like they, yeah. he, he got caught, so. I mean, that's a result.
0: Ultimately, did not matter. Again, great performance by those two, as you mentioned. Um, When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every
1: corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
0: Foyer, like you said, God. I mean, the level he's playing at right now, he's rivaling, rivaling what we've seen from any Jaguars linebacker throughout the history of this franchise, the way he's playing right now, in my opinion. And you've had... Some fantastic linebackers play in Duval.
1: Absolutely. Like Puzz back in my years. I mean, there's been some some good players. And I I agree with you. I think he's up there with any of them. And I just love his game too. The way he gets around box. I mean, he'll juke offensive linemen. He'll literally yeah. he'll he'll shake them and then get underneath them. He'll he'll take them on too. But I, I just love his game. And he's quick, he's smart, he's cerebral, you know, he's a guy that's intelligent, obviously, the Ivy League. So, I mean, he, he's an impressive player. And as far as this defense, I think it all starts with him.
0: Yeah. Uh, like we talked about last week, I think you lose Foyer. I don't know where this defense is right now, uh, just from an organizational and an operational standpoint. Um, but uh, you also mentioned Josh Allen playing well. He picked up nine pressures, a strip sack. He's now gotten a sack in three of the last four games for the Jaguars. I know there was a lot of Uh, talk about potentially trading him at the trade deadline maybe trying to move on from him after the 2022 season I'm firmly in the camp and I tweeted this out earlier 2023 I know we're getting a little ahead of ourselves talking about 2023 but 2023 this should be a year that the Jaguars are going all in for a Super Bowl should it not
1: absolutely absolutely I mean, okay. I think this year we we got I mean there's a chance. I'm not I don't want to, you know, kind right. of they get in the tournament. I think they could do a Bengals type run, but yeah, like twenty twenty-three, you got all the pieces. Don't get you get all the pieces. Don't
0: subtract. Add. Like you don't yes. have to sign Josh Allen this offseason. He's got another year on his deal. The worst case scenario is if you do nothing with this situation, is he plays in twenty twenty-three for you and probably plays pretty well because you have a really good team right now, and he goes and signs somewhere else, and you get a comp pick, probably a third-round comp pick, third or fourth-round comp pick. I I don't think you trade him before, because I just think you need to be all in on winning a Super Bowl in 2023. And I'm not saying they shouldn't be right now. They absolutely should be. But well, obviously, going into this season, they didn't quite think they would be in a position to compete at that level, I don't think. But going into 2023, expectations should be we're doing everything we can uh, from a roster standpoint to win the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree there. Uh, I agree there 100%. And you got him under contract for a year. I know he might not like that, but if I know you're in some some cap trouble – but you got the year 2023 is a big year. You got Calvin Ridley under contract. You got you know, all these guys. Trevor Lawrence is still in his rookie deal. You go for it. This, I mean, that's a big year. Next year is a year when it happens. Cause you're not paying your quarterback the huge money. So you can actually have some money allocated in other spots. You know, it gets tough. You know, once Trevor's contract comes up and you got to pay him, you know, 40 million bucks a year, you know, that takes away from a lot of other positions. So right. right now, you got a guy playing this level on his rookie contract? you got to take advantage of that. That's not common. Usually, I mean, you look at these Super Bowl contenders, you, you see Patrick Mahomes' contract, Aaron Rodgers' contract, these big name Russell Wilson. I mean, some of these guys, Deshaun Watson, like obviously they're not even great teams, but these contracts make it difficult for you to have a whole team in place. When you have a quarterback on a rookie deal, it's like a cheat code because you don't have to pay him. You can put this money into the roster. That's why next year is so important because obviously you're going to extend Trevor. You're going to give him what he wants. You're going to, And he deserves every penny of it because that's what he's worth. He's created that value, but he's not going to be able to have the same pieces he has around him like he does right now because he will be more valuable and need more of that money to go to him, which is well-earned, so it's not going to be as easy. So next year is a big year for that purpose.
0: Yeah. And that's when you have to really hit on, on value free agents and draft picks more importantly. Yeah. It's Something the Jaguars yeah. had not done a lot. Uh, I would say over the last couple of years, the drafts are certainly trending in a much better direction. But yeah. throughout the course of the last five, six, seven years, the Jags have not done a great job in that department, and in in terms of retaining their young, talented players. So that's what they're going to have to do to build around Trevor once they have to pay Trevor. But right now, you've got that rookie deal, and you take advantage of it. And I don't think getting rid of a guy who is a good, good edge player adds up when you're trying to win a Super Bowl in 2023.
1: No. So, no, absolutely
0: not. That's where I look at it. All right, we're going to close this out with talking about, um, you mentioned if the Jaguars beat the Titans, they are in. They are the four seed. They are the AFC South championship, champion, and they will either be playing the Los Angeles Chargers or the Baltimore Ravens, two teams they've already beat. And as I mentioned earlier about the running game, the Jaguars running game is hot right now both run defenses in Baltimore and Los Angeles, not doing well, uh, not doing well overall right now. So I think you really like those matchups for your offense and defensively, as long as you can make some plays here and there for the Jaguars defense, you're going to be in most games because the other opposing, opposing defense is not going to stop Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson and company for an entire game. If the Jaguars Beat the Titans and host the Ravens or, or, or Chargers. I, I'm picking them to win.
1: Yeah, I think right. so. Absolutely. Right. If the Jaguars are hosting the yeah, if they're hosting the Ravens or the Chargers, I think you got You got to you got to pick them to win. The Jaguars have beat both of these teams, and that was at a part of the season where they weren't playing as well as they're playing right now. Right now, it feels like everything's clicking. Trevor Lawrence is playing the best ball he's played in his career. Obviously, it's only been a couple-year career, but he's just playing at a high level. Doug Peterson is calling plays at a high level. Travis Etienne is running at a high level. Obviously, you've got a couple injuries, Cam Robinson, Smoot, but I think the Jaguars had depth, and, and the depth is showing, and this depth is doing a, a good job of filling in for those guys. So, overall, I think you've got to be excited for the prospect that you get to play these two teams that you've already beat at home and the Ravens, for one, are a team that are trending, you know, the wrong way. I think without Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson will probably be back by the time the playoffs start. But overall, yeah. I think you got to like where you're at if you can just win this game to show they have a good opportunity to win this game this week. Get in the playoffs. You got to like the prospect of the teams you're going to be playing in the playoffs. And like I said before, those teams, the Chargers, the Ravens, they do not want to come to Jacksonville and play this Jaguars team. No. The last thing that they want to do is come playing this hot Jaguars team with Trevor playing the way he is, ETN playing the way he is, Foye Louis Clinton having his defense play the way they are, the cornerbacks, you know, as we've said, picking up their level of play. And overall, they do not want to see this team and come to do ball.
0: Yeah. Overall, I would say, though, uh, for the Chargers and Ravens specifically, like, Whoever finishes in the five seed is going to play the Jaguars, the four seed, assuming the Jaguars are able to win the division. The six seed is going to have to play the Bengals. So, neither team are you really excited about having to go play between the Bengals and Jaguars. And that brings me to my next point. Okay. Let's say the Jaguars take care of the Titans and they, you know, they win a home playoff game uh, to start the playoffs in the wild card round. The next matchup. Would be against either Cincinnati or whoever between the Ravens and Chargers. Uh, you don't play, so you'd obviously. I'm just trying to tell you, you you're going to be rooting against Cincinnati <laughs> in the wild card round. Bottom line, because you're you're not going to want to have to go into Cincy and play Joe Burrow and, and Jamar Chase and all these guys. You'd much rather stay home and play one of the Chargers or Ravens, right? <laughs>
1: absolutely you'd hope they'd be able to take down joe burrow i know we didn't get to see much of him last night but i mean he started off hot again last night And this guy's a player he's he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league i think yeah. he, he you know eventually he'll you know i think he's top five you got to say joe or joe burrow's top five quarterback and he's young too this guy's a young quarterback he's got weapons and he knows how to use them that's not a game you want to play and they got to be one of the favorites to go back to the afc championship game this year so It'd be nice if yeah. you know Jaguars. And they're really make well. It, and then, yeah, and somebody knocks them off. Yeah,
0: and they were really well coached defense as well, so that makes things a little bit more more difficult. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the playoff picture if the Jaguars do beat the Titans. But the Jaguars can still sneak in as a wild card, and in order to do that, they need the Dolphins to lose. They need the Steelers to lose and they need the um they need one other team to lose it's the dolphins the steelers and the patriots they
1: so if all dolphins. three of those teams lose and the, and the jaguars lose the jaguars would still make the wild card
0: yes they would be the 7 seed
1: but that would i mean that's you know what are the odds of all three of those teams losing
0: you know i don't think it's crazy but when you're Talking about the NFL and talking about three separate games all going the way you need them to go. It's a little sketchy, right? That's not how you want to get in. And then if you get in that way, you're having to go on the road in the first week of the playoffs. You don't want to do that. You got to beat Tennessee. Got to handle Tennessee. And there's no reason not to, as we mentioned. Tennessee is not a formidable football team right now. I have one thing you have to worry about. And yes, they have Justin Simmons and they have Kevin Byard and some guys on defense that I love, but it's just not it's not all put together right now. There's too many injuries on that side of the ball, the defense side of the ball. Offensive line's horrible. Quarterback's not there. You only have Derrick Henry.
1: Yeah. Stop Derrick Henry. Win this game. That's I mean, that's what it is. You stop you can stop Derrick Henry, which isn't easy. I'm not saying that's an easy task. I'm glad I'm not the guy out there saying, you know, just stop Derrick Henry and you can win. the. Hey, but that's what they get paid to do. If they stop Derrick Henry. They're going to win this game.
0: Yeah. And it's different stopping Derrick Henry in 2022. And especially now with Ryan Tannehill out is different than stopping him in years past, because guess what? AJ Brown ain't there to save the day. Like you don't have to yeah. worry about their receivers the way you used to have to worry about AJ Brown. Uh, i i just don't know if the jaguars focus and prepare the way they should this week i don't know how this is a close game
1: i'm I'm with you i'm with you and let's be thankful for the eagles yeah taking aj brown yeah
0: (laughs) you can sit here and say oh my gosh you guys are like you said, counting chickens before they hatch, counting your eggs before they hatch, whatever. It doesn't matter what me and you sit here and talk about. Like, we're not impacting the team, right? Um, no. It's what they do inside that building. And if they do what they need to do inside that building, and I have confidence they will because they have a good coach and a good leader and, and Trevor Lawrence and other good leaders on that team, I think that they're going to handle business and take care of the Titans, and they're going to host a home playoff
1: game. A coach that's been in these situations before, too. That's the thing. Yeah. He knows – how to keep these guys focused he's actually played in bigger games than this he played in the Super Bowl many yeah, times he a mindset games. many times if you go back to when he's an offensive coordinator or when he's a you know a, a backup quarterback to the to the Packers winning a Super Bowl there this, Doug Peterson has played these games before he knows the mindset that this team needs to have to prepare them for this game that's another reason you got to be confident. He's been there before. He's been in bigger situations than this, and I think he will have these guys ready to go.
0: Yeah, I do too. My last thought here, wanted to ask you. A lot of people have made a big deal about it. What do you think about the Jaguars losing a day of preparation by having to play on Saturday in this one?
1: You know, I think it's – I'm not a big fan of it. Obviously, I don't think it it matters as much, but the fact that they did play – and then a lot of the, uh, you know, a lot of the Titans guys, you know, they, they got a little bit extended rest. And then especially yeah, and even the guys Titans that didn't played play in the game, they played Thursday. And a lot of the yeah, Titans so they guys got not even play extra on time. Thursday. So that, to me, that's unfair, but I think, I don't, I think I don't think it'll matter. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to try to not to uh, make a big deal out of that. But you know, overall, if you're looking at it, this team played Thursday night football. I don't think that's fair. You got their, now they're playing a little bit early. These guys are rested. These guys got their full week. The, yeah. the, the, the Jaguars are the team that didn't get their full week. So as a player, yeah. I wouldn't be thrilled about that. But Doug knows how to taper back practice for situations like this. I think he'll have a good plan moving forward. Like
0: As a player, would it impact like your ability to prepare or anything like that? Or just
1: everything needs to be sped up a little bit? It changes the routine. Instead of having your off day on Monday, you know you're you're not going to have that. Or you off day on Tuesday. Now you go and you watch the tape on Monday. Then you have to come back and practice Tuesday. Everything gets pushed up a day. So now you're out of your normal routine. You don't get the off day. You have to go in. Now you're doing the game plan on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. And and then you're doing red zone on you know, on Wednesday instead of Thursday, and you're doing third down on Thursday instead of Friday. So everything gets moved up and it literally just takes you out of your routine. Yeah.
0: And I do think Doug is a coach that will be able to handle that, right? Uh, Handle. And they've shown in recent weeks, like they went and had to play on Thursday night. They didn't skip a beat. Like, I think Doug can handle Uh, weeks where you don't have the right routine or you don't have the normal routine. He's done a good job getting this team prepared in in that regard. But I'll say this too, like would you rather have an extra day to prepare for the Titans or an extra day to prepare for the chargers or Ravens? Because they're going to get an extra day on the back.
1: That's a good way to think about it, Jordan. And, um, a lot, you know, as, as a player, obviously you want to make sure you get there and you get the first day in. if they win, I know this is the easy way out, but if they win, I'm thrilled. I get this extra day to prepare, you know, for the team we're to be playing in the playoffs. Yeah. But then, you know, on the on the flip side of that, if they lose, you look at it and say, man, we were thrown out for our routine. We didn't yeah. have a plan coming in. We found out late. If it's on the schedule already, then you have to know you got a plan for this. But when you haven't planned for that, and then you get thrown into the game a day early, it can be a distraction. But that's one of the reasons you got a coach like Doug Peterson. He's been in situations like this before. He's probably got flexed. He's probably he's probably handled situations like this before, being team with teams that have been in the playoffs, won a Super Bowl, things like that. He knows how to handle distractions.
0: Yeah, he does, no doubt. And uh, certainly, he he did ask the NFL. They talked to the NFL. They asked if they could play on Sunday. NFL did not acquiesce. Is the NFL kind of giving the Jaguars the shaft in that regard? Yeah, they probably are a little bit, but. That's what happens when you're the Jaguars and you haven't won anything in five years. You went to the AFC championship five years ago. Haven't done a single thing since then. You're a small market. You're just not going to get the respect uh, from the TV people from the TV side of it until you're an established winner. And maybe that starts next year.
1: Yeah, it's a business and NFL gets a lot of money from their TV contracts. I, you know, like, like I've talked about before is, I'm in Kelly School of Business getting my MBA, and uh, I just did a report on the NFL's business model, and they make a lot of money from these TV contracts. It's a good model, huh? (laughs) Oh, it's a good model, and these and it's going to continue. You should YouTube TV to get the NFL Sunday ticket paying three billion dollars. Like this is incredible. Like Amazon Prime to get the Thursday night football paid a billion dollars. Like, this business model, so a lot of it has to do with dollars, man. And if the Jaguars, like you said, they don't have the big name, the big fan base, the big viewership to be able to put in an argument of saying, hey, play us here. You know, we're this team. So a lot of its bottom line is money.
0: Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence is almost, I mean, to me, he is must-see TV right now. Uh, I think that nationally that will be reflected going into – 2023
1: yeah absolutely nope. he's, he's going to keep getting better and then you bring in calvin ridley along with etn this team's exciting yeah.
0: no doubt about it uh but that'll do it for us here today like to remind you to follow clay on twitter at clay harbs 82 myself at jordan Delugo. make sure to subscribe and review to the show on your podcast platform of choice you can also check us out on the Gin jag youtube page if you want to watch the video format um could not be doing this without y'all y'all support means the world again prayers up for for damar hamlin hopefully he can recover and get back get his life back going and and hopefully um you know for the family of uche and all his friends everyone just thoughts and prayers really difficult 24 hours for the jaguars family and for the nfl family as a whole so uh just just tough times but at least you'll be able to get back out there this weekend and you know cheer on your jaguars against the Titans and do it in a prime time prime time game and it should be a lot of fun. I'm excited for it. You know what we gotta do before we get out of here though, Duval.
1: You know we gotta hit' them with the let's go Duval. Duval. <laughs> let's hope we get one of those this weekend, baby.
0: Hell yeah. All right, Clay, hope you have a great one. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Jordan DeLugo and Clay Harbour for Believe in Jaguars. Have a great rest of your victory Tuesday, Duval. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for
1: B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.